Beach Weekly. Hey everyone and welcome to Beach Weekly. Let's get into the news. This is the lowdown for all things CSULB, where you can get all the news you need in under three minutes. A new semester is upon us. Spring 2020 begins this Tuesday, January 21st. Some changes took place over winter break. Mayor Robert Garcia announced in his State of the City address that there will be a university village in downtown Long Beach. The full village includes 14 classrooms and dorms on Long Beach Boulevard and is expected to be finished by 2023. In other news, the search for a new student affairs VP is ongoing. This comes after the controversial removal of Carmen Taylor in fall of 2018. The controversy stems from the alleged relationship between Taylor and former CSULB employee Jamie Williams, who has been charged with capital murder. Back in 2018, CSULB police responded to a call about Williams on campus. Later that day, he allegedly shot three people in Compton, killing two. Taylor is currently involved in a lawsuit against the school regarding her termination. And that's the lowdown. And while students got a break over winter, CSULB athletes were hard at work. I'll send it over to our sports analysts, Manny and Ralston, for all the updates. Guys, take it away. All right, cool. Now we're back to sports. You got Ralston. Tell me how the team's been, Ralston. How you feeling? Well, the team's been up and down. That's how I describe it, really. Uh, I've covered eight games during this break, and during the break, we had some promising games, especially with the win over Santa Barbara and Utah Valley. Yeah. But even then, those have been just three-point wins. The rest have been, like, when we're down, like, we were really down. When against Seattle, it was a team we expected to compete against. We lost by 22 points. Florida, that was a nightmare game, 39-point defeat. But then uh, the season opener at CSUN, we lost by 18 points. And that one, it was just from the beginning. Uh, it was a shootout, but then our defense and our intensity lacked. And then we just fell through in that one. But with this most recent loss to UC Davis last Thursday, it was just another disappointing performance just because we started out really cold. UC Davis was actually projected to finish eighth in the conference, which is like two or three spots below us. And being that this was our home opener, you know, it was a chance to show the Long Beach faithful, like what our team is made of. In the first half, they really, you know, collapsed. It looked like they were on the verge of the collapse. Two of our starters picked up two personal fouls early and then picked up technical fouls. So they were out for the rest of the half. But in the second half, Chance Hunter really took control. He ended up with a career-high 28 points. And in the end, we ended up tying them 52 all with nine minutes left. But we still ended up losing by just two. So we just couldn't get it done. I can tell. Like, it's starting to get really frustrating. Not just for the players, but for Coach Dan Munson as well. You know, I asked him, did you foresee this being like a season-long thing? You know, 11 new guys having to integrate them. And he said, honestly, no. I need to be doing a better job at getting these guys ready and focused. You know, at this point, like, you can see that there's flashes. And when our intensity on both ends is good, like, we are impressive to watch. Like, we have two of the most athletic front core bigs in the yeah. league. And we have really good scoring talent in Michael Carr III and Chance Hunter. It's just this team's really young right now. This team that you see right now on the court is going to be the team for hopefully years to come. You know, it's a lot of sophomores and juniors. And, you know, if we don't get it right this year, it's easy to say, like, we have more years to, to uh, get it done. But, you know, with a team that had high expectations heading into the season, it's it's been pretty tough to cover and watch personally just to see how in the beginning, especially coming off of the Costa Rica trip, everybody was like, um, 
very high on the team, both the coaches and the players were yeah. quote unquote giddy to get the season started. And now it's been pretty rough these next couple of games, but you know tonight it's a, it's going to be another uh, bounce back performance hopefully for the beach, an opportunity to against none other than our rivals in Cal State Fullerton and. Let me tell you, like if they come out to a slow start like we did against Davis, it's gonna be much worse. Just because the Fullerton faithful travels, you know, and they're right yeah. they're right over there. Yeah. So Well, I mean, do you wanna like talk about like the problem that they usually have? Because from what I see usually it has a lot to do with the the lack of assisting on the team. Because at the end of the day, it seems more that they always try to depend on chance for buckets and then obviously that's not going to be like the most palatable of things to do mm-hmm. so what do you think about that yeah you nailed it right on the head um this team like easily averages the most turnovers in the conference and the first three matchups have been against the teams with the lowest or the best turnover margin so uh, i asked chance hunter like what's it like going against these teams who take care of the ball so much compared to your team and he said like yeah it's really hard and pretty frustrating just because you know when you turn the ball over you just have less shots to take and he feels like the team, like we can hit our shots when we make them. It's just we're turning the ball over so much that we have less opportunities. Yeah. And you mentioned, I believe, Callan Slater. You know, mm-hmm. he was expected to come in and be the, uh, the starting point guard right away for Deshaun Booker, who graduated. And Colin Slater has been really good scoring-wise. But as far as the assist, it's, it's been hard. I'm not sure if it's just a one-person thing, but it seems like the spacing and like the flow is kind of off. Most of the time... It seems like we finish halves with more turnovers than shots, and yeah. you can just imagine how fun that is to watch. So, yeah, that's the main thing I'd say. The turnovers, um, the defense is starting to get better, in my opinion. The zones has started to look better. Yeah. And but the other thing is rebounding. For some reason, Ooh, yeah. we have two of the biggest and most athletic bigs, like I mentioned, with uh, freshman Joshua. center Joshua Morgan and freshman forward Romel Mansell, but. I don't know. It seems like a lot of these outside shots, you know, long shots equals long rebounds, and it has to be a team thing. Everybody needs to box out. Yeah. Morgan mentioned last time, like, it's it's frustrating knowing that we can go on a 9-1 run to close a 10-point lead down to two, but if he mentioned, like, if, if we just do that from the beginning, we won't have to, like, fight back all the time. It yeah. feels like they're always playing from behind. Yeah, I definitely see that. It's definitely an issue, too, when, like, they run out of that momentum. Because the rebounding battle is, like, a legitimate thing. Like, there are moments in time where the beach will, like, have completely been obliterated by the other team on offensive rebounding. And then they can't get a defensive rebound to save their life. And the only way to stop that play is after the other team scores a bucket, you know? And, like, that's, like, honestly, like, very devastating for a team. Yeah, this team has a lot of talent, um, and they're at their best when they're out and running. And Munson has mentioned how it's hard to get out and running when you're always taking the ball out of the basket under your own basket and having to inbound it every time. And we'll see what happens tonight. All right, cool. So, yeah, uh, as we're recording, it's uh, Saturday. Uh, the Beach will be playing against Cal State Fullerton at the Pyramid, correct? Yes. Second part of a doubleheader with the women's team. Of course. Yeah. And uh, yeah, make sure to check out those articles. Check out uh, Ralston stuff and Mark's stuff as well because he'll also be covering the women's team. So uh, let's transition into volleyball. So we'll start off with the uh, first home game of the year. The Beach go against USC, the USC Trojans. Uh, they ended up winning in four sets, three to one. That uh, first set was actually pretty rough. I saw Coach Allen Knipe in between that first and second set and he was like very frustrated. He was looking at trying to figure out the best way to go about his team sort of coming back. And you know what? They responded very good in that second set. They ended up winning it 25-21. to 21. And after that, they just pretty much took full control of the game and ended up winning it. 
There were some great performances. I thought one that stood out the most was Spencer Olivier. He did a phenomenal job, honestly, throughout the entire game. And uh, if I had to pick out one stat, actually, I honestly can't pick out one stat of his. I feel like two of them really tell the entire story. It's uh, the fact that he got 14 kills in the entire game, as well as four aces. And those four aces were like, they got the crowd going. Mm -hmm. Like, you... You get an ace on another team where you're pretty much just serving the ball and no one can respond back to it on the other side, like that that gets a crowd going. So you could definitely hear the momentum swing at moments like that when they were happening. And another moment in time, big moments, had to do a lot with, uh, you know, Simone, Simone Anderson. Uh, he actually ended up getting the most blocks tied, actually, with Ethan Siegfried as well as uh, Mark Moody. Uh, all of them had six blocks really showed the defensive tenacity that they had throughout the entire game. And that Coach Alan Knipe was very much telling me about their sort of a willingness to go out there on that end of the court and how it pretty much translated to their momentum. USC was just like tearing them up. Like you can't do much about that at that point because there was a certain point in time where, you know, they kept it close early on, but the team just kept on making like miscommunication after miscommunication where like, one guy would, like, get a good block, but nobody on their side of the court would be able to, like, put that ball back into play. And as a result, it, like, hit the ground, and then they lose a point there. Like, I honestly, at that point, the, the crowd doesn't have much to cheer for once they're, like, down by, like, seven points. Like, you know, um, yeah, just looking at the lineup right now, there's there's some names that have been, like, long-standing, like, members in the team, or at least, like, more, like, senior members. So you got, like, players like Ethan Siegfried as well as Simone Anderson who are, like, pretty much the main guys in the team and they had like a major impact in the game obviously but you know you have like younger guys who actually made like a major impact like Mason Briggs is a freshman who's playing a uh, libero right now dude is doing a great job with communication and he is like you could tell he actually makes an impact and makes an effort for a freshman that I w I've I've gotten like surprised by and as well as the person who I was talking about before uh, outside hitter uh, uh Spencer Olivier uh He's like 6'6", six, six. Wow. and the dude is like, that dude is really good, man. Like, honestly, like, what is he? Yeah, he's a redshirt sophomore, and um, his impact on the court, I can't understate it. Like, the fact that he's like 6'6", six, six and has like this major length really comes to his advantage, and Coach Allen Knipe has done a good job of uh, talking him up and making sure that he uses all of his length on the court. And um, I, I didn't realize how how many of these players have haven't been sort of like major factors in like these teams until uh when I was actually doing my interviews I was talking to coach Knipe as well as uh Olivier and uh after I got out of the interview he was actually talking to one of his teammates and he was going like yeah like I, I didn't even know what to say when he was asking me questions referring to me and I thought that was a it was hilarious because like obviously like if you haven't been, like, in these big moments enough and gotten, like, in these press conferences, you're not going to be used to them. So it's kind of interesting to see, like, him sort of having to grow into that because I will be asking him questions if he keeps on performing this way. Right. And uh, speaking of asking uh, volleyball players questions, you mentioned uh, mainstay Simone Anderson. Yeah. I believe you're doing a profile on him, right? Yeah, that will be coming out in our first uh, paper of the year. Um, Pretty much... Talked with him because I the reason why I wanted to talk to him because I wanted to preview the team just started starting the school year and try to focus it on the lens of one player who makes a real impact on the team especially with the storylines of this being a very young team and not having found its identity yet you want to make sure you have 
someone on the team who can like help guide all the younger guys and obviously that'd be Simone Anderson and uh just him being the middle the 6-6 middle blocker just completely having an impact on offense and defense he he like you know this past game was a good example of it he was getting kills he was blocking shots like the guy was like all over the court honestly and uh it just sort of shows his versatility on the court like he has had like a lots of uh Lots of experience just playing. You know, obviously he's been with the program for now three years and just had has had a major impact as well as playing uh, overseas. He's um, from Denmark. And uh, he's been playing with them, just, uh, just playing with the national team, like at the U18, U19 level, and he's been playing with, like, the actually a senior team now. And uh, him getting that experience is obviously, like, very valuable for this team because... Coach Knife can't be the only one, or like him and his coaching staff can't be the only one sort of like egging on these players and making sure they make the right sort of uh, calls and moves and just getting used to the game itself in this high level. So it's nice to have a player like that to talk to the young guys. Also, I noticed that I accidentally said that he was 6'6". He's actually 6'8". Okay, yeah, don't don't short arm him. <laughs> yeah, this man is one of the tallest guys on the team. I think he's tied with uh, someone else in regards to being 6'8". But yeah, this this guy, you could tell the difference between him and everybody else. The dude's really tall. That's freaking awesome, man. Following this game against Fullerton, like uh who else will they be like looking forward to playing? Uh for the men's yeah. basketball team? Yeah. Um well, after Fullerton, we're actually going to close out our homestand uh the first week of the semester, Wednesday versus UC Irvine January 22nd here at the Pyramid. That's always a fun game. It's a black and blue rivalry that uh UCI and Long Beach State have had over the years. And then after that, we take on UC Riverside, who's actually been one of the surprising teams of the conference. They've yeah. upset a couple of teams, uh, including, I believe, Cal State Fullerton. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I believe Santa Barbara as well. This coming week, January 25th, which will be a Saturday, Long Beach State Men's Volleyball will be playing against Pepperdine University at the Pyramid, so make sure to go watch that game as well. This is uh, Manny Valladares. I am Ralston Dakenai. Yeah, and uh, this has been Beach Weekly, the sports segment. Uh, We'll bring it back to Aubrey to close it out. Thanks, Manny. Looks like that wraps up Beach Weekly. I'd like to thank you all for listening and tune in next week for everything CSULB.